from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast. Wednesday, January 10th, 2024. We've got a packed, packed show today. I mean, seriously packed. Like when I started prepping for the show at like 5 a.m. this morning, it was at 15 stories to pick from. 15. Typically, we get about an average of five. We try to get to six, seven good ones. Today, we've got around nine. Um, so a lot to talk about today. We're obviously going to be recapping the first patch Tuesday for January 2024 for the year 2024, patch Tuesday, January, and so much more. We're live wherever you're watching us on YouTube. Good morning, everyone tuning in. LinkedIn, X, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Rumble, thank you for all tuning in. Instagram, thank you all for being here. If you're listening after the fact on Apple, Spotify, Google, thank you. Please make sure to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Join me in. I love having my Espresso Travel Mug, which you can get exclusively by subscribing at our Substack. Nowhere else can you get an Espresso Travel Mug with our cool logo on it. And the awesome part about it is it keeps my Espresso warm, so I can go down to the lobby, get my Espresso, put it in here, and enjoy it with all of y'all which is a 2024 road tradition. So coffee cup, cheers, y'all. All right, let's go ahead and get going. We're going to start breaking stuff down, but we're going to start off with the SEC chair having their X account uh, hacked yesterday in what was an unauthorized post uh, saying that the uh, SEC was going to allow Bitcoin ETF. So there's been a battle kind of going on around an ETF uh, on, the, on the stock exchange in order to allow for people to... Uh, you know, legitimately invest in Bitcoin beyond just owning the currency, but rather in, in the kind of the fluctuation of it all. This has kind of been going back and forth and it was, the uh, ruling is is really upcoming. If you kind of follow any of the crypto stuff, you, you would have seen like, oh, the SEC is going to rule, the SEC is going to rule, the SEC is going to rule. And then yesterday, uh, SEC chairman uh, Gary Gensler's X account, his personal account on X was compromised. And there was a post put out saying that they were going to approve the Bitcoin uh, ETF. And all that did was have the market pop right up. Uh, Bitcoin went up by about $1,000. Uh, within an hour, the, F, the SEC had to r- renege and say that his account was compromised, which isn't the first time this has happened, right? I think in the last week, we've, we've discussed this a lot on the show, but multiple X accounts have been hacked. Uh, as recently as yesterday, we talked about uh, Hyundai and Netgear. Uh, last week was Mandiant, uh, all around this crypto stuff. So so some something within the credential system at X is not working that's allowing all these accounts to be so easily taken advantage of. Um, so... Uh, there's some consequences to that. We'll we'll see, uh, but but it's it's still a funny story to kick off the show with today. Now I've talked about Turkey Cyber in five years, and we looked this up once. This week I'm talking about them twice because now we have another financially motivated group of Turkish attackers who are targeting Microsoft SQL servers worldwide to encrypt the victims' files with the Mimic ransomware. The ongoing attacks are tracked as returgence and have been directed at uh, in the European Union, the US, and Latin America. Uh, the analyzed threat campaign appears to end in one of two ways, either the selling of access to a compromised host or the delivery of a ransomware payload according to Secure or not, uh, Secure or not, Secure Nix, 
who's coming with this report. The threat actors are compromising Microsoft SQL database servers exposed online and, and mostly brute force attacks. And they then used the system stored XP command shell procedure, which allowed them to spawn a Windows command shell with the same security rights as an SQL server service account. Uh, they then deploy a heavily obfuscated Cobalt Strike payload using a sequence of PowerShell scripts and in-memory reflection technique with the end goal of injecting it into uh, it in the inject into the Windows native process, SMD vol essentially overcoming uh, anything like that. They also download and launched the AnyDesk uh, remote desktop application as a service. They then start to uh, collect clear text credentials extracting uh, using Mimikat. So a sophisticated type of attack um, that these uh, team in Turkey are using. And we're obviously seeing a little bit more coverage there. China are claiming to have been able to decrypt and crack Apple's signature airdrop. Airdrop is typically unanimous. The only thing you see in Airdrop, if you're an Apple user, is you'll see the name of the device or the name of the contact. If you have that person in your contact, you would see the contact in Airdrop. So you can share essentially music, pictures, messages, whatever you want. You can do that through Airdrop if you didn't want to do it through anything else. Well, China, who has a long history of censorship and fighting the freedom of information, have now said that they found a way to identify through AirDrop who sent what to who, including phone numbers or email addresses of the people sharing the content. Uh, during the 2019 uh, pro-democracy protest in Hong Kong, uh, protesters often used AirDrop to share pamphlets and posters in order to uh, circumvent Chinese censorship as they were trying to uh, kill the protest and the anti-G messages that were going on in Hong Kong. We obviously know how well that's going. Hong Kong is now essentially a uh, another Chinese dictatorship. Uh, Bloomberg first reported that China's Beijing Wenxing Dongzhen Judicial Appraisal Institute had discovered a way to extract the phone numbers, email addresses, and device names of those who sent and received any airdrop images from the device logs. They say they conducted the research uh, after Apple airdrop was used to send inappropriate comments in the Beijing subway, meaning someone insulted someone and your social credit score would not allow us to do this. We had to go investigate it and we cracked it. If you believe that, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn I want to sell you. Happy to have that conversation. Either way, China claims stuff. done that. We'll see how Apple responds to this um, and what that actually means. Now let's get into our patch Tuesday for uh, recap. Yesterday was the first patch Tuesday of the new year. As many of you were just picking up gear, getting ready to get started, Microsoft released a security updates to a total of 49 flaws and 12 remote code execution vulnerabilities. Only two vulnerabilities were classified as critical, one being a Windows Crebros security feature bypass and another a Hyper-V remote command ejection. All in all, 10 uh, vulnerabilities had elevation of privilege, seven were security feature bypass, 12 remote code executions, 11 information disclosures, six denial of service vulnerabilities, three spoofing vulnerabilities, and a partridge in a pear tree. The total count of 49 flaws doesn't include four Microsoft Edge flaws that were fixed on the 5th of January this year. Um, so the, the flaws here are, uh, the, the, there's a few interesting flaws I think people tried to make more of it, but Cisco for their end have also released a security update. Google will get to that here in just a minute. Avanti 
and SAP all also released theirs. Let's go ahead and get into Android because Android's was significant. Android kicked off with a patching 58 different vulnerabilities in their platform, along with fixes to three security bugs in the Pixel devices. The first part of the Android January 2024 update arrived on devices on one, one security patch level, addressing 10 security holes in the framework and system components, all rated high severity. The most severe of these is a high security vulnerability in the framework component that could lead to local escalation of privilege with no additional execution privileges needed. According to that, the second part of the update is the security patch level, including patches for 48 vulnerabilities in ARM, Imagination Technologies, MediaTek, Unisoc, and Qualcomm components. All devices running security patch level of 2024-0105 are patched against all these flaws, as well as the vulnerabilities addressed with previous Android security updates. Google fixed all of those. Um, so there's that as well. Get your Android updated. And something I care deeply about being that I'm in utilities uh, in my day-to-day -day role, the first patches dropping from uh, Schneider Electric and our friends over at Siemens have released a total of seven new vulnerability uh, security advisories announcing 22 fixes. Siemens published six new advisories covering 21 different vulnerabilities. The most serious based on a CVSS score of a 10 is a vulnerability in the somatic IPCs, specifically the Redfish server component of MaxView Storage Manager. Microchip has released a patch for its MaxView products and users are advised to install it immediately. You really don't want to delay this. You want to get this patch ASAP. Um, so there's that. Schneider Electrical only published one new advisory informing customers about a high severity as EZRG Studio vulnerability that could allow an attacker logged in with user level account to gain higher privileges by providing a harmful serialized object. So that's that there as well. The FTC finally doing something for Americans and uh, for a change they've banned data broker out logic, formerly known as X mode social from selling Americans raw location data that could be used for tracking purposes. Under the order released today, the first time data brokers were barred from sharing and selling user sensitive location data uh, logic was now to lead all unlawfully collected sensitive uh, location data, including any models or algorithms derived from how they acquired the data. The action is in response to the data brokers' practices of exposing individual location data and revealing much more sensitive information like medical visits or any sort of religious affiliation. Um, so, FTC Chairwoman Linda uh, Lena, sorry. I I'm, I'm, I'm apologize, Lena Khan, said geolocation data can reveal not just where a person lived and whom they spent time with, but also, for example, which medical treatments they seek or where they worship, all of which is there. This now starts to put a damper on that data broker side of the business. But if we had a functioning White House, Congress, and Senate, maybe we would have passed the data broker collection law, a federal privacy regulation that the NTSC and so many others have been working on, and so much more. Instead, FTC is doing what they're supposed to do, which is really protect the consumers, and there's that. Our final story of the day, again, said at the very first episode of this year, market consolidation, smell it, hear it, here it comes, because we've got two of them today. First of all, a mega deal. Hewlett Packer Enterprise announced that they're acquiring uh, network equipment maker Juniper, for, Juniper Networks for $14 billion in cash. The acquisition is expected to double Hewlett Packard's networking business and expand its portfolio with AI native networking offering, making a significant chip uh, a shift. Sorry, in HPE's portfolio towards a more dynamic, high-margin networking business. And Delena, 
on Tuesday announced the acquisition of Israeli startup Authomize, a deal that's going to add identity threat detection and response to its portfolio. Um, for those who don't know, Delena, they were formally, uh, they went through a merger between Centrify and Thycotic, uh, rebranded as Delena. Uh, I've had the pleasure of, of, of hosting a webinar with them on the Hacker News. Um, so congratulations to the teams there and congratulate to Dotan and the team over at Authomize uh, for uh, this successful exit and acquisition. A job well done. Again, the market's going to continue to consolidate. We're going to see a whole lot more of it as we go through this year, especially here in the first quarter. A lot more acquisitions are on the way. Prep yourselves. You're going to start to see logos shrink here very, very shortly. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this week. Again, we're on the road uh, this week in beautiful uh, South Carolina. Thank you all for being with us. Have a great rest of your day. And most importantly, stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.